And when you see the happiness on someone's face, when they're eating your food and thanking you, it makes you feel like you did something wonderful. You made someone happy. And when you're helping someone else, it brings you happiness too. My name's Clara, and this is Sandstone. Sandstone is a storytelling podcast that seeks to understand the nuanced worlds of Arabia and Appalachia, and the people that call these places home. Guys, this is the last full episode of Sandstone, and I'm crying. You can't tell, but I'm crying. Thick, gooey tears that are probably just eye boogers. It's been real, people. On today's episode, we'll feature our final story, spotlighting a Wonder Woman named Banna and a restaurant called Beatty. I met Banna and her husband Ghassan last year. They owned a restaurant in Morgantown, West Virginia, called Beatty, the Arabic word for my home. And I loved eating at Beatty. The food was delicious, the atmosphere was warm and welcoming, and the owners seemed so kind. And I was looking for a job, so I decided to apply. And when I dropped off my resume, Ghassan seemed indifferent. He was like, okay, I'll take a look, and I'll get back to you. But then I was like, also, I can speak Arabic if it makes a difference. His eyes got huge, and he was like, oh, uh, well, we could start you next week. In 2012, Bana's three younger brothers were already living in America. One was in business, and the other two were doctors. And as they followed the news of the war unfolding back home, they begged Banna to come to the U.S. They were scared for their sister and her family. So Banna, Rassam, and their four daughters bought round-trip tickets to the United States. They planned to stay just six months on a tourist visa. And after things cooled down, they would go back home. We didn't take a lot with us because we were just planning on staying a short time until the war ended in our country and we could go back. Because that's where my husband's business is. He has factories. We have our work. So we came here and the war started getting worse and worse. So we decided to stay for a while. And after some time, we started to feel that we were settling in here. When we first came, we just rented an apartment because we thought we weren't staying long. We thought that we were going home. But with time, we began to think about buying a house, buying a car, and making our own business. We started working, but the work was hard. Neither Banna nor her husband had ever worked in the restaurant industry. But Banna was a natural chef and had always loved the kitchen. In Syria, my food was really good. 
when friends and relatives would come over, they wouldn't eat all day because in the evening they knew that they would be stuffed with good food. <laughs> my mom makes really good food, and my grandma too. I would see how my mom does it and ask her. And my mom learned it from her mom, who learned it from her mom, who learned it from her mom, and the list goes on. My family were known for our good food. And I have a love especially for baking. I love to try new things and make up recipes. I like to look at a recipe in the morning and have it made by evening. Ben and her husband started out as co-owners of an Arabic restaurant in town. And after a couple of years, they decided to open up their own. It was hard work. I mean, we could have worked less and not cared as much, but we have standards and we wouldn't want to tarnish the reputation of the restaurant. When you're feeding someone, you're responsible for the body of another human being. You're putting something into their body. And if the meat's not fresh or something's a little bit old, that might cause health problems. Maybe someone would have to go to the hospital because of the food you fed him. Working in the restaurant industry is stressful, but owning a restaurant? I mean, I know I wouldn't want to do it. They had just a couple of employees on the payroll, but most of the time it was just Bana and Ghassam running the show, cooking food, cleaning tables, receiving customers, just the two of them, by themselves. And despite the stress, they were always patient, soft-spoken, and good-natured with customers and with each other. It's amazing to see a couple work together like that for 12 hours each day, go home together, and do it all again. For years. We love to work. We don't like to sit around and not do anything. We don't want to be dependent on someone else or sit around and be provided for. Because even if you immigrate here with a lot of money, in the end, if you don't do anything, make a business or something, the money is going to run out. In my mind, food represents a big responsibility. My customers, I love them like my kids. And the food that I make for them is the same food that I bring home and feed to my own children. They were generous, too. They would offer heaping portions and slip complimentary sweets into takeaway orders. They would give discounts to friends and family and friends they treated like family. And they would send me home with lentil soup and grape leaves and my favorite desserts and say, are you sure you don't want anything else? The principal customer base was Arab students from the university. And every day between classes, they would come for lunch, order a lamb stew and a taste of home, and go back to class. But for locals, too, it was a crowd favorite. The language barriers were sometimes tricky. I got an order once for a falafel, and I was like, what? <laughs> and he repeated it, uh, falafel. And I'm like, falafel, falafel, like feeling really stupid. <laughs> and then it clicked. Oh, falafel sandwich. You want a falafel? And he was like, yeah, that's what I said. In the same vein, Arabs would order things like chicken tenders and cheese pizza. And I would be like, come again? I couldn't win. 
I would work just a couple days a week, but every shift I would come in smiling and go out smiling. And if you've ever worked in a service job, you know that that's like a really rare experience. And when you see the happiness on someone's face when they're eating your food and thanking you, it makes you feel like you did something wonderful. You made someone happy. And when you're helping someone else, it brings you happiness too. But eventually, with the kids and all, I got tired. I was getting up at 6.30 in the morning to get them ready for school, and I'd be at work by 9, and I wouldn't get home until maybe 9 or 10 at night, until everything was clean, 12 hours nonstop. Sometimes I wouldn't see my girls at all. I would come home and they were already sleeping. They came home from school and class, ate by themselves, studied by themselves. There were times that they would call me at work and I wouldn't answer because I had so many customers to tend to. I didn't have time to be a mother. We worked like this for six and a half years, since we came to America, to the point where we just couldn't do it anymore. They decided that it would be better to close down rather than keep going and compromise the quality and reputation of their service. Since I was working at the front counter during this time, it was my duty to break the news that Beatty was closing. And the regulars were heartbroken. It was so sad to tell them, where will I get my lamb stew or my shish tawuk sandwich? One lady even cried a little bit. We were on our way to the lake, and four boys stopped us. And they asked, why did you close down? They told us, we don't know what to eat, we don't know where to go. Since you guys closed, we can't find anything good. And I'm sad for them. I want to open it back up just for them. Even though it was difficult and stressful, I really loved my customers. Now that I'm not working, my first responsibility is my home. I really love organization and cleanliness, but it's becoming more than cleanliness. It's almost germophobia. Germophobia, I have the time to be a germaphobe now. It's becoming a problem. And I'm focusing on my girls, making sure they're happy. My future now is for my kids, to take care of them, to give them my energy and my encouragement, to make sure they're successful and taken care of. This is my calling now. And I now have time for myself. I can go out with my friends. I love people. I'm very social. When I was in Syria, everyone knew me. And when I came to America, to Morgantown, everyone still knows me. I love being popular. I love being famous. <laughs> Now my life here feels like it did in Syria. I have friends and my family, and I'm famous again. And here it's even better because I have friends from different cultures. 
from all nationalities. Last year, Bana and Ghassam became citizens of the United States. That was the most joy when we finally got our citizenship. We felt like, finally, this is our country. And I'm loyal to this country because this country respected me and offered me something, the best thing, that I can be a citizen. I have the right to vote, to do what I want, of course, within the rule of law. <laughs> but I'm a citizen like any other citizen. And I have the freedom of religion and of speech. I really appreciate the American government. And God willing, God will keep the country safe and give it greatness. We love this country. We've worked here and contributed to society. We've contributed our work, our culture, our history, our efforts. We've paid our taxes. We've benefited the country and the economics here. The people in Morgantown accepted us and helped us. There was support for us. But even so, it hasn't always been easy. My younger girls, they adjusted quickly, but the older girls, they went directly to high school, and they had a hard time making friends. Even still, there are people that don't accept them. There are people that just have the wrong idea, especially when they see the hijab. I mean, we're coming from a developed country, but there's still people that think we ride camels, and we live in tents. Look at the facts. Look at more than one news source. Travel. Make up your mind for yourself. Don't just accept an idea from something you see or hear. Try to find an opportunity to get to know people, to challenge the stereotype that's been created about us, about Arabs in general and Muslims specifically. We have to accept each other. Bana didn't plan on this. She didn't want to leave Syria, to leave her friends, and a home she loved so dearly. And although it's not the same, she's made a new home here in West Virginia, and she's called it Beiti, my home. It's warm and welcoming, echoing of laughter and joy, complete with a home-cooked meal and a mother's love. Bana to flex her English language skills, prodding her with a simple question. You could say, what's your favorite, what's your favorite animal? <laughs> <laughs> I hate animals. <laughs> no. Uh... Oh, I hate animals. I don't like animals. Oh my gosh. I don't like animals. Why don't you like animals? I don't know. I'm not scared from animals because I'm germophobia. <laughs> Before experiencing a global pandemic, I never thought about germs, ever. But now, I mean, Bana's right. Germophobia, it's the way to go. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I like everything to be uh, like um, no germs. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but what if you're outside? The outside, inside. <laughs> outside, inside. 
Outside is يعني أنا when I'm walking the street and the animal beside me it's okay yeah but I'm not have but not go to the at put my hand no I hate that because you know the germs will be it in my hands yeah is is a cat يعني can if you had to choose an animal what would you pick I think uh, birds. Birds? Oh, that's yes. sweet. Why? Because I love to fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are cute. They sound cute. Uh, uh, I feel like the sounds uh, like peace. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, oh. Next time on Sandstone, a last mini episode and my closing remarks on this very special journey. This project is supported in part by the Critical Language Scholarship Alumni Development Fund. The Critical Language Scholarship Program is sponsored by the U.S. Department of State with funding provided by the U.S. government. Thank you for listening.